Did you get the cricket? I have not gotten the cricket because <laughs> it's literally two minutes after we finished recording <laughs> the last episode. Um, oh, come on, you're supposed to. I have not had time to put up to the come illusion and find the cricket. that it's a day later. Yeah. What a. This is a good question, and one of our listeners probably knows. What should you do with crickets that are in your house? Stomp on them. Well, that's that's just wow. Mean. That's vicious. <laughs> are, um, they cave with are, they, are they normal crickets or cave crickets? Uh, yeah, the cave crickets I have much less sympathy for. <laughs> um, but uh, no, with, with crickets in like with spiders, you're, the spiders you find in your house, you're not supposed to bring outside because you're. You're just uh, prolonging their death, I guess is the way to put it, is um, because they're basically they're why they're in your house is because they're conditioned to live in your house. Okay. Um, and putting them outside, you're putting them in an environment where they aren't conditioned to live. But they could be but a food source for someone. They could you be food for someone. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point, Fran. Um, yeah, but I was with crickets because you don't necessarily want them in your house. More for the – I don't know if they have any detriment to being in your house other than they can be wildly annoying. They um, they could be they could be feeding on other insects in your yeah. in your house. That's helping why I you. leave the spiders. What a, yeah, what a cricket? Or not cricket? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I meant spider. I I meant spiders. Yeah. Not so, oh, the spiders. Yeah, that's one of the yeah. reasons they're good. Yeah. But the crickets. Yeah, I don't know. So. Good question. Hmm. I don't know. All right. Well, speaking of questions, we well, have what do you have? Questions for, for you. Yeah, yeah we have <laughs> questions for you. What do you have? Our plant today is a perennial forb. It is one to three foot tall, one to two foot wide. Uh, its native range is through North America, from Canada south to Florida, and west to New Mexico. And its wetland indicator status is facultative upland. One to three foot tall. is That's the key here. All um, right. Flower color. It's somewhere here. Um, a white to a greenish white. White to greenish white. Interesting. Okay. Um, not what I would have guessed. No, not me neither. Uh, what is its bloom time? May to September. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that backfired. Yeah. Um, uh, shoot. Hmm. Let me look this up. Well, I, can't, I probably shouldn't be doing this. There's one thing I'm thinking of, but I don't know. There was one thing things. I was thinking yeah. of, too, and I wasn't sure. I, I almost did the same thing. I said, let me do a quick search. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't think we've done this, and I don't know what the bloom time is, but I know it falls sometime in between May and September and maybe even expand the whole thing. I'm going to go – the cricket's still here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with uh, – Euchra Americana. Ooh. That's not really a greenish bloom, but it's, I don't know. I'm not that familiar with it. But it's white. What's if the common name on that one? Uh, coral, coral bells? Is it coral oh. bells? Or, or, I'm, yeah, I'm assuming I, that's not, not that's it. A, that's <laughs> just a very long bloom time, and that's yeah. what's throwing me off. Yeah. Like, like color-wise, height-wise, I was originally thinking foam flower, but that's yeah, not Yeah, that's bloom. kind of insane. Yeah. That's why I asked. Yeah, um, uh, so this kind of throws it off a little bit for me. Um, but one to three foot tall, with white to greenish white. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, ah, man, I don't know. I, I, 
I'm just going to say foam flour because it's. I don't know what else to say. It is world milkweed. Oh, that wasn't even on my radar. No, me neither. <laughs> You're listening to a native plant every day with Tom and Fran. Welcome back to a native plant every day with Tom and Fran. I am Fran, and I'm Tom, and I'm Christine. And today's plant is Asclepias verticillata, which is world milkweed, or also called horsetail milkweed. Tom, are you very familiar with this one? Uh, no, no, uh, I know I've heard the name, but that's yeah. about it. So it is, uh, as we've already established, one to three foot tall, one to two foot wide, with a wetland indicator status of facultative upland. Uh, the range is most of. Uh, Midwest to the the East Coast, found in prairies, open grassy woodlands, limestone glades, rocky bluffs, and fields. This pioneer species colonizes disturbed roadsides, ditches, and railroad right-of-ways. Wow, say that three times fast. Railroad (laughs) right-of-ways. It is a perennial forb of the Apocynaceae family. And its design use uh, is good for butterfly gardens, meadows, prairies, or naturalized to native plant areas. And you can also be used as a border. Yeah, so, <clears throat> excuse me. The upright single stem, or they are upright single stem and unbranched. Narrow linear leaves that are two to three inches long will revolute margin with revolute margins arranged in whorls of three to six at each node along the stems. Uh, there's tiny tubular five petal flowers in clusters in the upper leaf axles. And stem tips, flowers are white to greenish white. That bloom time, again, is May to September. Uh, so <laughs> if, if it was a more attractive bloom. Yeah. Um, like, again, this is I've only seen pictures. I've never seen it in real life. Uh, but if it was a more attractive bloom, it probably would be a more popular. common and popular garden plant with that bloom time because that is quite a long time. I agree. And um, then there, in the fall, you get... Uh, smooth, narrow seed pods that are three inches long, which split open, releasing numerous silky-tailed seeds for dispersal by the wind. So it is. Uh, it does have a yellow fall color, and it's easily grown in average, dry to medium moisture, well-drained soils in full sun, but will tolerate part shade. It is best in sunny locations uh, with sandy loam, and it's deep-rooted and forms colonies from underground rhizomes. Um Easily grown from seed, will self-seed in the landscape if the seed pods are not removed prior to splitting open. So some of the insects that really like this plant are bees, beneficial wasps, butterflies, and skippers. They seek the floral nectar, but foliage is unpalatable to deer and rabbits. The nectar attracts honeybees, bumblebees, halicted bees, many species of wasps and flies, painted ladies, pecks, uh, skipper, uh, peck skipper, squash vine, border moth, and Pennsylvania soldier beetles. Oh, nice. um, It has a toxicity. The world milkweed is one of the more poisonous of the milkweeds to livestock, and it can be, like many other milkweeds, a larval host for monarch butterflies. Have we done any milkweeds prior on? I don't recall. So I it think is, you did one. Did we do one in season one? Maybe. I, I couldn't remember. So it is It is fair to mention that, you know, monarch, this is one of their, one of the only things I think is you can use mm-hmm. as a larval host is milkweed yep. and it's involved with that plant you know because it does have a toxicity it has that like milky latex mm-hmm. sap to it that is detrimental and toxic to pretty much everything else and we have found they were saying that spotted lanternfly have been landing on it trying to eat it and yeah yeah they haven't learned <laughs> which i guess is a good thing mm-hmm. so uh it is a good choice uh for a wildlife garden especially because of the monarch butterfly you don't have to worry about deer and you will get all of these wonderful 
uh, beneficial pollinators uh, coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good choice also for a prairie or a dry meadow. You can also use it as an accent plant, a butterfly nectar plant, a butterfly host plant, or as part of a grouping or mass planting. Or even, well, I guess a grouping and massing and accent plant wouldn't go together. Or I was going to say, or all of the above. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and <laughs> and it does, if, if you're thinking of pairing and how to use it other than just where, it does pair well with Asclepius tuberosa, which is butterfly weed, which is that orange flower, stays a little smaller. Tall coreopsis, purple coneflower, rough blazing star. And black-eyed Susan actually sounds like a pretty beautiful meadow right there. So, um, some other good companions are some short-growing grasses like Cydos grama, prairie dropseed, or little blue stem. Uh, and then the genus name honors the Greek god Asclepios, uh, who was the god of medicine. Oh, which is pretty interesting. They named they <laughs> yeah, named yeah. a toxic plant after the god yeah. of medicine. But I guess uh, it, as far as pollinators go, that probably is like a wonderful, yeah. Oh, yeah. wonderful oasis in the middle of a. <laughs> An open field. All right. What's your predi- what's your prediction, Christiane, for the lightning round? Who's going to win this one? Mm, I don't know. Tom just has a really good track record. Tom is really – listen, I, I have to give Tom all the credit in the world. Tom is good at picking articles for mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Native Plants yeah. Healthy Planet. Just has like a perfect knack for it. Tom is really good at the lightning round. Mm-hmm. Very, he's just that's got a, a very lot good of knowledge yes. hidden in there. To... <laughs> it's not that. It's, I'm a good test taker. I just know how to eliminate. There's there are certain cues in things that Christiane says when she's reading these questions that are like, hmm, that's it. It's, and it's not little things. Like there's like the little things. <laughs> you're not yeah. going to do that. Um, maybe you will. So maybe but, maybe it's Tom's good at reading I'm people. Just, I'm just in a little aside. I'm just seeing there's a random razor blade on the middle of the table too. It's rusty what the too. Heck is going I think on it's in rusty. Here? Yeah. <laughs> Tom, yeah, this is, is your office. You're asking that's, the wrong That's people. the legacy razor blade. <laughs> that's what we're going to go and uh, have like an uh, alien-esque uh, hunt down. <laughs> or no, Predator was the movie. Predator, yeah. Predator-esque hunt down. I'm going to wipe mud all over my face and hunt down this cricket with this rusty razor blade. Um, if it keeps up the, like, the All right, go ahead. Let's start the lightning okay. round. First up is true or false? World milkweed is one of the first milkweeds to bloom. True or false? Verticillata is one of the most widely distributed milkweed species in the U.S. Mm, There's a lot of qualifications there. I know. What when you say most? Is it like top one or two, or is it like? In the top half. Tom, you're asking a lot of questions. <laughs> it's just one of. One of the most. One of the most. Most. Okay. True or false, world milkweed requires nutrient-rich soils. True or false, you should expect to see flowers on the plants the same year it is planted from seed. Ooh. All right. And then last is true or false, the pollen of the milkweed is not in the form of free grains attached to an anther, but is contained in a waxy sac called a pollinium. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like I said, there's cues. Yeah, there's cues. <laughs> there's cues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Kay. Go ahead. We're ready. First up is false. Uh, World milkweed, despite its long bloom time, isn't one of the first, um, but it is valued because of its late blooming and the long season. Okay. 
The next one is true. It is one of the most widely distributed milkweed species. I was, I was saying that only because the range yeah. you gave us oh, was yeah. pretty – like I know so many are more, much more yeah. limited than that. Yeah. So. The next one is false. Uh, world milkweed actually prefers infertile soils, um, and it reduces competition from taller plants. So. Yeah, I think we mm-hmm. – did you list like found on roadsides and yep. – like I was thinking very yep. low-nutrient areas. Listen, I want to see if you can figure out and read the details. All right. All right. We're paying attention. Sometimes. All right. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> next was false. Although the seed may readily germinate – Flowers may not be produced for the first two years. All right. Where yet, huh? I have three. I have three also. We'll see. All right. The last one is true, um, and it is worth reading up on the research of Douglas H. Morse of Brown University on the pollination system of milkweeds. Listen, I know yeah. we both got that one right because there's yeah. no <laughs> way you were putting in stuff that you, you, couldn't, you couldn't pronounce. Yeah. <laughs> I should. So we're both that. four for five. Am I putting it in my garden or in my yard? No. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Like, well, you kind of have, have to. to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I should let you go I was, first. I was going to say yes yeah. anyway. Okay. I was going to say yes. Were you going to say no to – or yeah. you said, yeah. yeah. I would put it in my garden. Oh, wow. I went on the tiebreaker two, two, yeah. two uh, episodes in a row. Woo. I'm catching up a little bit. It's only 11 to 9 now. It's not too, not too shabby. <laughs> so uh, why would you put it in your yard? Wait, Fran, that's 11 to 8. That's only 8. Oh, eight. <laughs> oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> never mind. 11 get- to 8. I like the look of the uh, leaves. Like it's a different style. The, the world, the namesake, is interesting looking. Okay. How about you, Tom? Uh, yeah, I'd put it in my yard. Um, it, like I said, it's not going to be the most showy. I don't think it's that common in New Jersey, but I may be mistaken by that. But I think it's a an interesting enough plant. It adds a lot of value, I, um, I, I ecological like, value. I like the long-blooming uh, yeah. Season and the late, how late it goes, and the amount of value you get out of that plant. Mm-hmm. Like to me, to to switch it up and have another milkweed in your property for monarchs. Like, I, you know, on our swamp milkweed last year was the first year we we saw monarchs visiting. We we're really mm-hmm. excited about that. Yeah. So why not why not help a little bit more? Yeah, cool. So awesome. So uh, another great choice, and that's yeah. something most of our listeners probably can. Not all of them. I guess the West Coast exclude it, but mm-hmm. uh, one that you could put in your yard yourself. Uh, we are officially halfway through the season. We are halfway through, so uh, make sure you tune back in tomorrow for another. You're looking at me like is we that are. True? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And how many? How many of these are we doing? We're doing 36 episodes. Six. Okay. And right now we're at, or no, 30, 38 episodes. 36. We're doing nine weeks, and right 36. now we're at. Yeah, we're at four and a half weeks. Okay. We're at 18. Oh, my math yeah. isn't working. Yeah, we're at, we're 18. at 18. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You were looking. I'm like, yeah. oh, no. Did I just mess up? Because I did yeah. just count. Yeah. I'm looking, I, I, up there I'm looking I'm like, at mine. Oh. I'm like, I said I had nine and I only had yeah. eight. So no, I'm it like, is oh. 18. Okay. You have 18 up there. And that makes sense that it's four and a half weeks. I yeah. Just, I, yeah. <laughs> it's not making sense in my uh, head. No, but I mean, you want to know what it is? Is I'm counting. I'm looking at the our little tally marks. Oh, okay. There's five a lot and of ties. There's five and a cross is what it is. Yeah. 
And it's um we have the one tie that was up where we gave each other. A oh, that's right. Yeah. So that we have 19 total marks. But I'm thinking, oh, well, we only have three weeks done there. But it's you really have to take a check off of each. Yes. Each complete yeah. set of five. Yes. Because we're only doing four episodes a week. Yeah. I get it now. Gotcha. It's, gotcha. And uh, <laughs> so, just to, well, I'll, I'll start the next episode right. off with this little tidbit. All right. So tune in tomorrow for some more confusion. Until then, keep it native. Thank you for listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Hey, everyone. This is Fran. And Tom. And we just wanted to give you a quick reminder to tune in every Friday to our other podcast, Native Plants Healthy Planet. Yeah, so on Native Plants Healthy Planet, we dive into all different kinds of subjects revolving around native plants and our ecology and having a healthy planet. We have guests from uh, from colleges, from other podcasts, from different nonprofits we work with, even authors. It's a really good time. We hope you join us over there. Make sure you tune in, and until then, keep it native.